Let's get it. Only you, only you, you will understand what's about to happen. Now this goes out to my people's representing me, a smooth operator operating correctly. Now this goes out to my people's representing me. Eclectic relaxation. Now this goes out to my people's representing OG pimp, hustler, gangster, player, hardcore motherfucker living today. To be honest, I am totally and completely on his dick. Thank you for downloading the episode of uh, Encyclopedia Hip Hop. I'm eclectic. You already know that. Um, this is going to be an interesting show. Um, it's going to piss off a lot of people. I already, I'm already, I'm going to tell you this <laughs> off the top. It's going to piss off a lot of people. I am here with Marco at Marco. We, we got what two seven five. Uh, two seven five is a, a hip hop group, ladies and gentlemen. Um, uh, made a made made a little noise back in the day. Um, Absolutely. You would have heard them on uh, PMD's Awakening album, uh, on their own album. Uh, what was the name of the 275 joint? It's called Unlawful Entry. Unlawful Entry, you know. This is, uh, you know, this is it was some serious stuff. A uh, little known fact, it was uh, supposed to be 375. But we'll, we'll talk yeah. about that on that. We'll talk about that on another show, how, you know, you know, you guys got me on here instead of on the, the Source Awards. Um, so, <laughs> right, right. Hey, little known fact, I was nice with the on the mic device, not just bars. the podcast. I was uh, like, yeah, you bars. Fucking know about me, anyway. <laughs> uh, 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 Marco, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. Man, appreciate, it. appreciate. It. Glad to be here. Glad to be here once again. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, 
we're gonna we're gonna plug them plug them later but um make sure you you, you download the app what's the name of the app the app is fly 93.5 so pull it up it'll pop up green and blue fly 93.5 download it dope music dope podcast a lot of dope content yeah make sure you make sure that happens now what we're gonna do today <laughs> we, we we're gonna call this um um uh goat court this is what we're gonna do yeah, goat court. Okay. yeah we okay. you know everyone wants to label somebody as the greatest of all time the goat and in my opinion there's only one answer james ty smith but some people a lot of people don't agree with me and so what we're gonna do we're gonna have them come in here and state the case we're gonna argue it out we're gonna we're gonna take up take them to trial i'm gonna play judge wapner in this piece uh you could be doug llewellyn <laughs> that just flew over the heads of everybody that's listening <laughs> that is under 30 <laughs> literally 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 shout out to doug llewellyn and rusty the bailiff um, <laughs> damn you in too deep on me i don't even remember rusty <laughs> damn. Uh, <laughs> wow but we're rusty. gonna do this this guy that is on my show right now would like for people to believe that there's any plausible way that Christopher Wallace, aka the notorious B.I.G., aka Frank White, aka Big Papa, is the greatest rapper of all time. Am I am I saying anything wrong? Am, am, am I do I have this correct? Yeah, this is absolutely correct. Okay. Absolutely. Now. I just paused for a second so everybody that was listening can stop laughing. <laughs> I get back. <laughs> I get back to the podcast. Thank you, everybody. Um, uh, hopefully, you have cases on your phones. You spit all over them. <laughs> uh, so, so listen. Um, without, we're gonna state the obvious. He only had two out. Right. Neither right. one of them was a classic. Mm. One of them was a classic. The other one had more filler than Kylie Jenner's lips. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good way. So, so, <laughs> so Peace the Storm. Shout out to Storm, the it, new baby. It's, oh, listen to you. Yeah. Well, that's a whole other thing. Why <laughs> why he even knows this. Um yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, so, so let's. So, so, we know that the resume does not stack up. We know that it doesn't stack up. But why do you think Biggie is the goat? Okay, <clears throat> the the one thing that is hard for me to defend, and is the only thing that makes it in my opinion, plausible for him not to be the GOAT mm -hmm. is what you just addressed. And that's the fact that his uh, body of work is not long enough. Um, he only had two albums. And like you said, one of them was a, you know, undeniable classic. The other one is I can understand where I can go both ways. You know, it's a lot of fillers. Mm -hmm. But my reasoning for him being the GOAT is that even though he didn't have that length of a career it was cut short so it's like i don't hold that against him because he was killed right hey, so listen, yeah it's about the, yeah. You, know, you know facts are facts right so this guy mm -hmm. literally had 
the best, and, and we talked about this <clears throat> previously, had the best combination of everything to make the perfect MC. He was like a like a like a Voltron of rappers. He had a little bit of Rakim, mm-hmm. a little bit of LL, mm-hmm. a little bit of Big Daddy Kane, mm-hmm. a little bit of Kooji rap, a little bit of Bismarcky, a little bit of Slick Rick. Mm-hmm. He had every part to a puzzle to make the perfect MC. Mm-hmm. He had the perfect voice mm-hmm. for a rapper. He had the the bar, the ability to put words together in the vicinity of a Rakim or Kooji. He had the ability to tell stories like a Slick Rick the Ruler, who was the best ever. Definitely one of the best ever tell- storytellers. He had the charisma that, as not being the most attractive dude, the charisma to still be able to make songs for the ladies and for the ladies to still draw to him. Mm-hmm. The, the, he had the comedic um, standpoint of, like I said, uh, a Bismarcky. The, there's very few, every MC that you name, most rappers that you named, when we talk about ghosts, they were missing one of those elements. Mm-hmm. He was the only rapper that had the entire package of everything you wanted to make the perfect MC. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved Rakim. Like, Lyrically, he's the best ever, mm-hmm. but he he didn't have the comedy. He didn't have the charisma. He didn't. He told some dope stories, but I actually think that Big was a better storyteller than him. So he just had the whole package, and I think had he had an opportunity to just live, it just wouldn't even really be a, a debate. I think. And then the voice. I mean, his voice was just dope. One thing about being a rapper, man. It's not about, it's about cadence, but it's also your voice. You got to have a certain kind of voice to grasp people when he had it. You know what I'm saying? So, and he just happened to come in a time frame with, with uh, Mary J and Diddy and all of them where the beast was on point and it was, it was a magical combination. So I just feel like he overall was the Voltron of, of hip hop. He was the best combination of everything needed to be a great MC. You know, um, I, I cannot deny that is an excellent argument. I mean, sheesh. I mean, if I never, if I wasn't who I am <laughs> and I didn't know what I know, I'd be like, you know what? Hey, that guy might be the GOAT, but I am. <laughs> or A to the K, I am. <laughs> and if you wasn't, then why would I say I am? And I do know what I know. Here's the thing. In my opinion, to be considered the greatest of all time, you had to be the best at what you did at a time. I mean, this is what I'm saying. During his uh, unfortunately short time span, was he the greatest lyricist of his time? Mm, no, he wasn't the greatest lyricist of his time. No. Okay. Did he have the best album out when his album dropped? Mm, when his album dropped, 94, right? Mm-hmm. So... You been had the no. best album that year? No, no, no. Okay. But, 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 but I, I'm I personally liked his better. You did not. Well, you know the story, bro. 
you know, just, we'll talk about that story later, too. Because there's two albums that came out in 94 and how I felt about the other album at first. We'll get into that later, I'm sure. True, but revisionist history is revisionist history. You know good damn well you do not to this day <laughs> like Ready nah. to Die. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Again, if I didn't know what I know and that wasn't me, you would have been able to get that off. Right. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. So he had the best album out when this best album dropped. Um. Okay. Ready to die. Let's talk. Ready to die, shall we? Um. That's his classic album, right? Correct. Correct. Let's say. Um, Ready to die. Ready to die had approximately to, to, to fifteen. 16 songs on it? Mm-hmm. How many of those songs did you not like? Now Ooh. listen, you're talking to me. Don't think about this audience as listening. You're talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> like like I like you know. Like, <laughs> well, I gotta talk like I don't know. So so okay. we can have an entertaining podcast here. <laughs> Right. <laughs> okay. Honestly, man, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the one that the one that I didn't like, and and you know, mm-hmm. for the audience, is I didn't like friend of mine. I thought friend of mine was whack. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was actually just a whack song. Mm-hmm. But other than that, other than that, oh, so you lo- you loved respect. Respect was was cool. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was. Oh, it, it ladies was and cool. gentlemen, if you can see how my lips are twisted <laughs> right now. That was the, the hell, You was don't get tell well you respect. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It was, respect number the the those two tracks. If I, my memory serves me correctly, they were like back to back, and and you got and and let me paint this picture for let me paint this picture for the audience. Go ahead. Two songs before because we me and this guy right here uh, actually listened to this album together. Yes, for the first together. time. Well, I actually I heard it first. Wait, you heard it first because I had to go get him. <laughs> he went and got me, brought me yeah, yeah, yeah. to the room, and we went to the lab, yeah, right? Yeah. And the songs, the two previous songs before these two songs, the aforementioned respect and friend of mine were Me and My Bitch mm-hmm. and Big Papa. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, when Big Papa came on, mm-hmm. he stopped the he stopped the tape. You know, we talking about cassette tapes at the time. Yeah, right before it came I, on. Right before it came on, he said, this is going to be your new favorite song. He told me this. I literally said later. that. He literally said that verbatim. Yes. Played the song. I heard Big Papa. And to this day, top maybe five songs of my life. Not even just R&B. Man. Of like rapping or R&B. I'm talking I about just, just rap. I just he, knew. He, I just he knew it. And he, he caught it. Yeah. So when you play Big Papa, mm-hmm. and before that was me and my bitch was, wasn't no punk. That song was hard too. Mm-hmm. Then you come back with respect and friend of mine. It was like, ah. Uh, so yeah, I give you that respect didn't stand up to that, and I really just flat out didn't like friend of mine. So I give you that two joints. What are your What are your honest opinions on suicidal thoughts? Suicidal thoughts was uh, it was like um, it's like a culture shock, man. It was I liked it, but it was confusing because I I was one of them songs where it's like you didn't even know if you were supposed to like it. You know what I'm saying? It was like if you felt like if you liked that, like them, do you want to off yourself? You know what I'm saying? So so I don't know I don't know if I was supposed to, but I actually 
like that song. It was it was pretty weird and awkward, you know, to listen to the way he was rapping and stuff, but I actually liked it personally. Okay. That is the um that is hands down my least favorite song on that album. Wow. Okay. Suicidal Thoughts. I, I, I can't stand that song. Mm. Yeah. I don't like that song. Um, okay. So my thing is this. In my upper echelon of... Now, I'm about to be a little hypocritical, but I'm going to say this anyway. In my upper echelon of uh, albums, go albums, mm-hmm. There's zero to maybe one skip. In my opinion, there's only me. Listen, I am not saying this as a fact for every song or every album. I'm saying me. I only know of one hip-hop album that has zero skips. Hmm. I can, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I can agree with you on that. That's it. We we probably both agree on what that one album is. But we yeah, you're do right. not. Hmm. We do not. What album are you thinking? I'm thinking Elmatic. See, I am not because I would skip on Elmatic. Rip? What? Listen, what? I love Elmatic. And we could tell the story. <laughs> we yeah. almost came to fisticuffs over <laughs> so, so, but but I will say I do not need to listen to represent wow bruh wow you spitting on there man people, listen before the BDP's conflict with MC Shan before the, listen I I like the song that the the primo I love primo, but I that that the I just it's grating. I can listen to it, but if I'm rolling and that song comes on, I'm going straight to it. Ain't hard to tell. Oh well, yeah, yeah. I mean, from that aspect, that's how. That's, and that's all I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm, no way. I'm saying it's a whack song. I'm not saying it's a bad song. I'm not saying any. I'm just saying it's my least favorite song, and it's one that I would skip. I, and I think I, I see what you're saying because that's how I am about respect. Like I feel that way. I just thought friend yeah. of mine, was white, but yeah. respect was cool. I just didn't. It just wasn't my favorite. Exactly. Right. And that's all I'm saying. Listen, right. again, when, uh, people that's listening, you gotta understand. We um, come from the school of rational thought, and just because something isn't your favorite, doesn't make it bad. Doesn't make it black. Just because, just because your favorite isn't considered the greatest, doesn't make your favorite bad. Exactly, and that's the difference between where we come from and what's going on, you know, currently. You know, let's see if you you like it or it's terrible. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those two. You like it or it's trash. You can't even be a fan (laughs) like back in the day. Like if he was, uh, if it was like, oh. You don't, you don't like Ray Kim? Who you like? Oh, you like Coogee Rap? Coogee Rap's terrible. Like, what? Exactly. Just because I don't... What? Right. <laughs> what Here's the... a perfect example. Here's the number perfect example. Yeah. Who is my... This is how close we are, audience, is that he, this is going to be a no-brainer. I'm going to get it wrong on purpose. It's, in, in the 90s, in the 90s, through the course of the 90s, who was my favorite NBA basketball team? Oh. Well, in the course of the 90s... 90s. 
since I met you, or just a nice. Well, we gotta go with the Mavericks. No, no, we was in school. I, I just fucking with him. I'm about to say so much, but um, he liked the New York Knickerbockers. The New York Knickerbockers. <laughs> I was a diehard New York Knickerbocker fan. Patrick Ewing. Yeah, you had the uh, starter jacket. I had the starter jacket, yeah. right? But although I rooted for the New York Knicks, so I obviously hated Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. One of the very few people that hated Michael Jordan and wanted him to lose so bad, but it just never happened. Mm-hmm. I understood that he was the greatest basketball player that ever stepped on the court and wouldn't even try to argue with him. No, you, couldn't, you, couldn't, you couldn't hate. you just like, fuck. Yes, yes, by the yes, way, yes. by the yes. way, and I'm, and listen, when this when this guy and I are on the show together, there's going to be a lot of segues and a lot of down-the-alley things. Right. You know how people are saying that LeBron is the greatest player of all time. He's better than Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So- and they and they, they list all the numbers. It's like, well, this guy, he has more numbers. Jordan isn't beating him in any numbers and anything. So that's why, you know, numbers don't lie the whole shit. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. And because you, here's, here's two things. One, um, and I apply this to hip hop and I apply this to sports. I know that you could go on YouTube. I know you could go and get a DVD and you can stream something. But if you did not watch this stuff when it happened, if you didn't live it, it's hard for me to debate. Exactly. Facts. If you didn't, Facts. like, you could go watch Facts. YouTube of Barry Sanders. But if you wasn't on Thanksgiving looking at the Lions play the Packers and see what dude did behind that line for one or two <laughs> yards, you can't exactly. really tell me about exactly. Barry Sanders. Period. So, Period. I agree, man. And and just in the same with us, when we was in the eighties and nineties, and we was watching these these guys that we was watching, we couldn't really have couldn't those tell conversations. About Oscar Robinson. Exactly. We couldn't have the conversations with our dads and you know uncles about uh, Jim Brown and all of them guys. We didn't see them play real time to know. But, we just went off of what they said. And, right? the, di- and the only difference is. We were raised in a situation, and we weren't put in situations where we we'd have a dialogue where we could say, "Yo, Larry Bird is that guy," and they're like, "Well, you know, Pistol Pete used to do this, this, and that," and they're like, but they would be like, "Yeah, but that's a bad boy," you know. He might have been able, he might right. be better. Instead of just right. shutting it down, like, "Nah, he's trash. Get out of here." <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like him. He was before I was born. I was six when he came out, so he's trash. Because yeah. he, I was six. Like, yeah. you know, like, come on, bro. <laughs> so, you know, it's a different generation. So I say all that to say the thing, and the re- the thing about like Jordan versus LeBron, and, and this is one thing, and it, you know, it's, it's a different time and everything. But Jordan was the only player that I know. That when he played close to your town, people would make a trip to go see. Right. They would go get a hotel room and they would fly. They would drive hours just Mm -hmm. to see him play. If you lived, I lived in Ohio, lived in Ohio. He was going to play the Pacers or the Bulls. People was like, well, road trip. Yeah, facts. Facts. If LeBron yeah. is playing, like, oh, he probably hopefully put on TV. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> going yet. to see. Now his rookie year, maybe. 
Yeah, it's rookie year. Everybody was going to say, but yeah, this was every season, Jordan. Yes. <laughs> this, was, this was this was every season before and after baseball. <laughs> this was he was yeah he was pay per view for real. He was ex- box office, exactly. like real life box office. You can't, yeah. you can't beat that. But anyway, back to by the way, we got to actually get to see him too, didn't we? In, we uh, did. in DC, we, we yeah, did that was dope. Yeah, you're welcome. Dope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he went for like forty, had a dunk right in front of us. In front of us, yeah, yeah. against Jason Kidd. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> they were terrible. So, um, back to this big. So, again, the resume, the album, his greatest album, had a couple of skips on it. Um, but here's the here's the biggest, well, not the biggest, the biggest thing is the resume. But here's the question: You know how? He had all of this appeal and the charisma and the songs, and he held. He, he was running the summer and and everything, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely, absolutely. Now, it was two biggies in my opinion. When we, the first thing I heard was "Juicy." It's the first thing anybody heard. Well, actually, no, it was "Dolly My Baby." That was the first Dolly thing. I heard. My baby. Most people yeah. don't, you know. <clears throat> Most people introduction was juicy. Yeah. Um, and then my personal favorite song of Biggie, which is on the flip side of Juicy. See, he knows me and he knows my favorite Biggie song. Right, right. Unbelievable. Exactly. Yeah. I had unbelievable wrong too. I thought I thought it was a girl singing on the hook. He told me it was R. Kelly. I didn't know. It was R. Kelly, right? Because I didn't listen to dudes sing back in the day. I only only bought women R and B albums. I never listened to <laughs> I didn't hear your buddies calling. I was like, "All right, man." Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't, I, yeah, I only listen. I only listened to women singing at the time. I, I promise, except for like uh, Luther. That was the only. Oh, yeah, you yeah. know, keeps away. All right, but anyway. Um, now nah, lost my train of thought. It's talking about yeah. the, uh, the, the. Oh, it's two biggies. Two biggies. So it was the biggie. That was on the mixtapes. This is the mixtape era. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is nine five motherfucker. Which was also another running joke. Oh, everything man. was motherfucker. <laughs> Ninety five, bro. Woo. Everything yeah. was motherfucker. It was like you eating some chicken strips, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> <laughs> About to go take a shit, motherfucker. Anyway, right. Um, <laughs> It was the biggie on the mixtapes. The, the 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 bad boy, what you gonna do, bad boy mixtapes. And and, and and all it all of those joints. And then because that's what I was down with. That's I was like, listen, I was mixed mixtape king. I always had a new mixtape. I was like, yo. Here goes some new joints. Right, right. But then you have One More Chance Remix Biggie. You got Juicy Biggie, but you got, you got, you know, Can't You See? Oh, remember the first time we heard Can't You See? Oh, that total joint, man. <laughs> Ridiculous. The um, bars on that, man, was crazy. Just on some quick shit. But, but, um, the early, the, 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 the juicy people like juicy. People's fucking with juicy. But mm-hmm. he didn't blow up off of juicy. 
in my opinion. Mm, you don't think so, bro? No, 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 no. Juicy, Juicy was a club banger, and people like Juicy, but he was still the notorious B.I.G. Mm-hmm. Big Papa came out, and the Big Papa remix... That's when he was Biggie Smalls. That's when that's when women was really fucking. We were fucking with him like oh, that yeah, when just Juicy. Juicy came out. Niggas yeah. is like Juicy. Yeah, yeah, niggas like Juicy. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah so that's true. When Big Papa came out and, and all of those, and then the One More Chance remix and all of those came out. All the remix we was hopping on remixes. That's when he blew up, in my opinion. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, them remixes really start, like, got him jumping, you know what I'm saying, for real. And that's when I started to like him less. Oh, uh, okay. Because my thing was this. He had people loving Biggie. Biggie's my favorite. That is my dude. I love One More Chance. And never heard the original. Yeah, that really, but that really got under your skin. No, no, because in my opinion, the original was better. <laughs> I know, I know you like the but I, I don't, I don't know how that's possible, but I remember you saying that that the original, you felt like the original was better. The original was but better it, than me. Yeah, yeah. I like you know, and and but it was like he had so many dope songs on Ready to Die that nobody listened to. Like, like at the time when it, all women was all over, and the guys only like what the women like for the most part. Mm-hmm. They never heard everyday struggle. They yeah, never that heard. Is true. They never <laughs> heard machine gun funk. I bet you, it was women to this day that never heard these fucking songs. Man, and everyday struggle was unbelievable. That was like his. That was like a illmatic moment for him. Literally, exactly. lyrically, in the way he spit that. Yeah, yeah. And so and so that's what started irking me because he started just moving in that direction. Then that second album, forget it. It was all that biggie. Yeah, it yeah. Was, and I was like. And then, but if you listen to it and you listen to Kick in the Door, you're like, yeah, this. No, that's not going to ever be a single, huh? No. <laughs> that's just, no, we're going to, okay. This is, so we going to, all right, we're going to listen to this fucking Sky's the Limit. All right, man. <laughs> so, 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 I hated those, all of them songs that, that blew up for him. He just really wanted to do shit, you know what I'm saying? On top of that. That's my point. So I, I say all that to say this. All of the 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 the, the 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 good parts of this Voltron that he formed, and all of the appeal, and all of the influence, and all of the all of the the, the stuff that he had, was it him or was it Puff? Um, because this, because yeah. Puff said. He didn't want to put that shit out. He wanted it to go unbelievable. He wanted unbelievable to be the first joint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and Puff was like, nah, juicy. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. if it was up to him, he would have had party and bullshit types and unbelievable types and all that stuff. Puff steered him. And as he's like, look, if we want to make this make this blow, this is the type of stuff we're gonna have to do. This is the type of music we're gonna have to make. This is the type of tracks and beats is gonna have to be under it. 
And in my opinion, the majority, and I am not saying that Biggie sucked or he was fucking a system quarterback. I'm not saying that. (laughs) I am not saying that. Mm. What I am saying is a lot of the appeal had to do with the marketing and the packaging of the guy. Because otherwise, put it like this. Uh, Live at the barbecue. Um, hip hop classic. Right. That was really a vehicle for Akinelli. Mm. That was really for Akinelli to get some exposure. Oh, okay. Okay. Makes sense. That makes sense. But I <laughs> said live at the barbecue. Most people don't even remember he was on the song. They don't because <laughs> Nas's Nas's verse was so stupid, crazy that it just you almost forgot anybody else was even on the song. Right? Exactly. You know what I'm yeah. Yeah. And so it's just it's 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 the way that you present something. And because make no mistake about it, when Biggie dropped, Craig Mack was bigger. Yeah, literally. Flavor <laughs> of the Year was like the song of '94, yeah. like literally. Yeah. But, but people won't peak that. And in my in my in my mind in my world. In my world, this is what happened. Puff and Biggie saw that and was like, we we, we, we got to make a remix. Ain't no fucking parts in my mind says that Craig Mack wanted a fucking remix in that song. <laughs> Those motherfuckers was like, I have to rhyme on that beat. He was like, you have to get on that beat and it's going to be a single. Because back then, <laughs> remixes was just remixes. That was on a mixtape or a yeah. single or a single. It wasn't no fucking, it wasn't no mm-hmm. single. It wasn't no it, video. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And that was a way to break in big. But see, this is the thing, though, and this is going back to what I was saying. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Diddy really talked him and coerced him into making these songs for the ladies and for radio. Mm-hmm. The thing is, to be able to convert it and to be able to execute these songs to where they're super dope. And that's what happened. Like, Craig Mack was supposed to be the head after Flavor Year. He was supposed to be the face of Bad Boy. Remember that? He was what that year. That, that was, was though. Ooh, not a, yeah. So that's a whole nother thing. But, like, that was the face. <laughs> they had but, the ugliest lineup in history <laughs> of hip hop. <laughs> Now starting Sam Cassell and Tyrone Hill. Come on in. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. Like that dude was, you know, and this is what another reason. Neither one of them guys was like, you know, uh Denzel's or, you know, Tyson Beckford's, right? Neither one of them niggas was those guys. No. So and Diddy wanted, which is one of the reasons why Craig Mack left Bad Boy is he wanted him to make the same kind of songs Biggie was making to grab the females. Mm -hmm. Mac said, I want to stay gutter. Mm -hmm. Mac wasn't capable of making those songs anyway. Well, he kind of was. You think so? He did a couple. That making moves with Puff and the um, other joint, the other joint he had, he could have did it. I mean... Women wouldn't have bought into it. <laughs> was right, but Biggie, Biggie made him buy into it, and that nigga was not like them niggas was neck and neck on the look side. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. 
Well, it's like, man, at least anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> but so yeah, he was able to execute it, and 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 that shows that he had the talent to do it. And I agree. However, semicolon comma, yeah. there was a lot of MCs that could do that, but they didn't have a bad boy movement behind them. Because you gotta remember, excuse me, you gotta remember. For that two, three year span, if Bad Boy was on it, if Bad, if Puff said something on it, it was a hit. Right, yeah. So, yeah, and yeah. again, I'm not calling my man a sister quarterback. I'm saying he he was right place, right time. And when that movement started, that was all you heard. That was all you heard on the radio. He had his own mixtapes. It was the Bad Boy mixtapes. Mm-hmm. He had his That's own. Mix- Nobody That's else had a, had their own mix. It wasn't a Rockefeller mixtape. It wasn't a Def Jam mixtape. Yeah, Every, yeah I, it was just. Yeah, cool. I, I'm, I'm glad you're saying that because that's when I, I had you know on, on on bars and beyond. Um, I had a Biggie and Pac debate, and that was one of the their really big things that they were saying is that which is true is that back then the East Coast uh pretty much dominated and controlled the narrative. The media, everything was coming out of New York. So especially with Diddy and the power that he had behind him at that time, we seen Biggie and Bad Boy in our face way more than anything else in the country. Well, right? well, 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 well. And you know, I didn't I didn't unfortunately I didn't hear this debate and I don't even I mean I know why you would debate these two, but in mm-hmm. comparison there's really no comparison. Right, um, that's what I think. Say too, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, the only reason why they're even mentioned because they beefed and it died. If neither yeah. if neither one of them happened, <laughs> nobody would ever put them in the same sense. <laughs> Period. Yeah, that's but, true. That's but, true. But um the thing is, that is true to a point. But there was also a two-year span where you couldn't fucking get rid of Death Row. Yeah. And yeah. They were every fucking where. That All Eyes On Me album was played more than anything I ever heard in my fucking life. <laughs> Especially when it first dropped, man. Oh, my God. When the guy got out of jail, that's all they could talk about. When yeah. he did the song with Snoop, that's all they would talk about. When he did the song with Dre, that's all that it didn't fucking matter. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, yeah, on the East Coast, but here's the difference. While Biggie had the bad boy push behind him, Pac had the Dre push behind him. And Dre, bigger than Puff in the music sense because he had already did it. He had already did it with NWA. And people was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he did it with Snoop. And when The Chronic came out, it took over the country. Yeah. And so yeah. then he did it again. It was like, oh, he's, he ain't with them. He, he made this. Oh, so he's doing this now? It was everywhere. And then it was like Tupac. People was like, who the fuck? Don't nobody care about Tupac. The dance of a digital underground. The next thing you know, Tupac was Tupac. I understand how people want to be like, yo, they control the narrative of New York and everything, but don't belittle what the fuck was going on on the West Coast. Yeah, because, yeah, the West Coast. They were yeah, annoying yeah. as hell. 
Because he said they was annoying. Because keeping it all real, the women like Tupac way more than they like Biggie. Oh yeah, facts. Yeah, overall, yeah. That's, <laughs> so, yeah, that's no, that's no comparison. Yeah, you know that because way, that way. Yeah, they were, they were, they were like, oh man, Biggie's dope and he's so cool and so they're, but, but I want to fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, yeah, I like, I like Biggie, but, but, but this guy. <laughs> exactly. So anybody that was siding with with Pac on the FEMA, that's ninety nine percent of the time. That's what it was. Yeah. It and was on top of that, dude was always in the news. Like, oh, yeah, dude, oh, he just got shot. Oh, he got shot again. Oh, he in jail. Oh, he back out of jail. So if for anybody that want to be like, look, New York was dominant. Take it easy. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> the puff. The Puff movement, though, and in this time span, when he had the Puff stamp on it, I mean, they were a package deal, man. He, the, the, the dancing in the videos, it's a joke now, but the Puff dance was the shit. It was, man. And, it and was. When Puff had the idea of using all these 80s songs to sample, that had a lot to do with why shit blew up like that because again remember it wasn't ready to die it was ready to die remixes that blew him up it was not ready to die just like when Mary J. Blige dropped what came on right after Mary J. Blige? The Mary J. Blige What's the 411 remix remix, and that was everybody loved that like that yeah so so, so I love Big I'm just saying that I can't put him at GOAT status with the short resume and the fact that he was in one hell of a system. <laughs> he was, he, oh yeah, he's that that's why, and and I'm glad you said that he might be a better well, he didn't have a career though, but I'm saying see? as far as he's not Brady. He's yeah, he's Peyton. system. He he's played Peyton. in the best system ever, probably. He's Peyton Manning. Yeah, yeah, his system was ridiculous. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's like almost like it's a weird combination of like Aaron Rodgers and the Belichick and Brady system for like four years. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that makes sense, like to bottle that up within a short. So you couldn't say he's the best from that aspect because the career time frame wasn't there. But but at the time he was rocking it, he was he he was. He had to be. He was top. He was top two, top three. No matter where you put him, one, two, or three, he was never out of the top three. Right, and this is the thing, and why I call him the goat. Go ahead. To me, to me, overall, overall, in the the scope of hip hop, mm-hmm. the best group, like, and I know you're going to debate this, but the best three or four MCs all at one time were between like '94 and '97. Where you got Jay Z, you got Big, you got Nas, and then you got you know it's like kind of goes around with the LL might come in in and out every once in a while. You got Snoop and all of these other uh-huh. guys, right? So in '94, Big Papa came out. That ran the summer of '94. That was like had to be top two or three rap songs in '94. Uh-huh. You know, and Juicy also. '95, uh-huh. One More Chance remix. That summer, the only thing rivaled it hip hop wise was was uh, All I Need by Meth and Mary. Ugh. Then 96, he came back and had Get Money, 
and the Get Money remix, Red 96 Summer. And then, of course, Pac came back with the dish using the same beat. Then he dies in 97 and Hypnotize drops and ran the whole summer in 97. For four, literally four straight summers, three or four straight summers, this guy literally ran it from his from 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 the single standpoint. And they were huge songs. All those were like huge songs. Mm-hmm. And the imp- and these were in the time frame where Nas was out, Jay-Z was out, all these other guys I was talking about, everybody was still out really pretty much mm-hmm. that we all looked. Mm-hmm. And he still had the top songs through that time frame. Mm-hmm. And I mean, of course, and Tupac, of course, everybody talk about Tupac. He's, mm-hmm. You got to throw him in there just because. Mm-hmm. None of Tupac's songs in that time frame was good as his. Mm-mm. All Tupac's songs was, you know, I mean, maybe we could say... Um, Dear Mama was in there, but outside of Dear Mama is I Get Around and 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 Brenda's Got a Baby and uh, Keep Your Head Up. That was before that that yeah, time that was frame. Before then. Right. So in that time frame of this um, this group of elite MCs, he always had like the number one song that people want to listen to on the radio, mm-hmm. or at least top two or three. You okay. know what I'm saying? Okay. Top two or three. Say okay. that. So there's one thing that I want everyone that's listening listening to this and and. I want you to to remember or to think about rather the fact that these guys, this group of MCs, elite MCs, greatest, you know, were able to be that is because of what happened in '88 and and unfortunately, and this is what we got going on today. Unfortunately, the, the the 88 guys, the class of 88, hip-hop wasn't where it is or where, where it is now so that they could reap the benefits of being as dope as they were back then. Meaning, it's not that Biggie, Jay-Z, Nas, Snoop, Tupac, and the like are necessarily better than Rakim, KRS, Coogee Rap, Slick Rick. It's just that the landscape of hip-hop was different now. So when you drop something, it was like, oh, well, now that's on all the radio stations, like you said, mm-hmm. and all the videos, and on the mixtapes. Class 88 ain't had none of that. It, it, you had to, what's the one station that played yeah. A rap song every every five six songs. Oh, yeah. that's the station. Instead of Hot ninety seven, we're playing hip hop all day in your face. <laughs> and um, for the next four hours, we're gonna have Jay Z and his whole crew. They're just gonna take <clears throat> over the radio station to play all their shit and rap freestyles. Right? Could you right. imagine? Could you imagine tuning in to Hot ninety seven? They're like, we got the Juice Crew in here. They're gonna do the Symphony live. <laughs> because, Man, so, this is what I'm, so, so what I'm saying is I'm not oh. taking anything away but it's unfortunate that hip hop so, and, and I take it to now where you people be like well uh, Kendrick is, is the great you see he got seven Grammys and Cardi B just got going like they didn't even have a category in the class A <laughs> they didn't literally. could you imagine literally. if hip hop was as acceptable because remember, it was supposed to be a fad. So could you imagine if people was like, yeah, how many Grammys you fucking think Rakim would have had? So anyway. Man, <laughs> so man, anyway, and, so and yeah, so yeah. I saw this to say. Yes, you had that group of MCs and Biggie did 
he was he was he was riding that riding that wave but he was riding that wave on the radio and in the clubs but not necessarily on the streets really even on the mixtapes you was talking about that you was that but the, the, like, the, the mixtapes the mixtapes i was talking about the, the, yeah the, <laughs> but those songs those songs weren't on the radio yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Though. Yeah. What I'm saying is those songs was there, but they was wasn't on the radio. I mean, they was on the radio. They weren't on the mixtapes. They used doing the stuff on the mixtapes. The shit he wanted to do, right? The right. stuff was on the radio. That was the stuff he really wanted to do. Yeah. So he was, he was saying these two people pretty much exactly. Like, oh, right, right. But <clears throat> but but don't forget Escobar season. <laughs> Escobar season was something serious. Nah, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and it was, so it, it was a lot of shit, you know. And 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 Nori was running some shit for a good summer. Yeah, yeah, he yeah he came, but that was the summer after. I think that was the summer after. That was '98. That summer of '98, Nori ran the whole shit and an yeah. album and all of that. Nori and Mace and DMX and Jay Z. Well, and no, all no, no. But, but then too, but remember, you know, Nas. Well, you know, Nas was on those joints, and 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 don't forget, don't forget, the purple tape came out. Oh yeah, that was so, yeah, the purple tape so, was, so, was ridiculous. So, yeah. so, so I'm Wu-Tang, saying, yeah. so I'm saying, yes, on the on the on the radio side of the game, on the club side of the game with the women, yeah, yeah, you couldn't. The meth and Mary thing wasn't even fucking with what he was talking about, but. <laughs> But you still had that whole other side where it was like, okay, now come over here. And then you just, you got a dope song, but you just got another dope song with all of our shit. But over there, we couldn't fuck with, you, you, you couldn't fuck with the bad boy push because it was like, oh. And they tried it. They was like, all right, I'm going to put a fucking Diana Rose song behind my shit. They're like, nah. Yeah. You ain't got Puff yelling on it. You ain't, you ain't stop it. It's like if uh, it's like um, if in the '80s, Nike was like, "Our shit gonna have four stripes." I'm like, no, no, we're not fucking with you. We only shell tones right now. We, we only do shells. They got to be them three. You put that fourth yeah, on there. Like, fuck out this here. burger. Yeah. <laughs> and who would have thought that you know years later people were like fucking Adidas out of here, man? <laughs> but man, it's crazy, ain't it, man? But but, it, but it's um. Crazy. I just was going to say, man, it's just crazy going back to what you were saying about the hip hop. Like, I mean, the 80s, like and that elite group of MCs is that it's crazy how people, you know, this generation is so quick to be like playing like they just was whatever. If them guys wasn't as excellent and as dope as they was, the Slick Ricks and LLs and Big Daddies and Coogees and the list goes on, EPMD, of course, they wouldn't even have had no opportunity just yeah. kind of like the hip hop was gone. I, yeah, they were they were magic and bird. Period. They Period. were the magic and bird of hip hop. All of those that group because if magic and bird wouldn't have showed up, NBA would it would have probably folded. It would have been a rap. And and they said it. I don't remember how many times do we hear so many MCs say we we raps about to be extinct in the late eighties. I remember rappers saying that all the time. It was a joke. It was but, a joke because that's people thought that shit was yeah, gonna happen, but I'm, niggas kept coming with heat. You I know? mentioned that on an um, earlier podcast it, when when hip hop first was really starting. It was a jo- people started to joke. Remember, 
rapping Rodney. Rodney Dangerfield did a song. Yeah. It was a joke. People was like, right. oh, yeah, I'm a rapper. And then they had the little uh, answer machine things. Well, I'm not here rapping. <laughs> it was <laughs> the rapping answer machine. Yeah, rapping was a joke. <laughs> Exactly. It was supposed to. It was supposed to be a fad. It was supposed to be like, yeah, all right, y'all do that little street shit, and then, and then we'll come back. But it wasn't. It wasn't. And, that shit. And, and that's what we gonna have to do a whole another. Oh, we are, we are actually gonna do a show about what happened to hip hop. Where we gonna get in this a little bit further? Absolutely. But, but back to Biggie. So, I will say that he is the. He might have been the goat of. The nine, he wasn't even the goat of the nineties, though. Yeah, really? But Nas was. I can't say that though because he was he that Illmatic came out, but to be honest, he 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 like went under the radar in ninety. He from the time Illmatic came out, that song that album was the most underappreciated. And you know this, it was the most underappreciated hip hop album when it dropped in history, hands down. When, no, it, it didn't. when it when it dropped, but after, what I'm saying is, in between when it dropped, the source loved it, and only you know the streets, Hip. yeah, no, no women ever. Period. <laughs> no, no, even, no, no, nobody, no, even no, no, exactly. but, but, <sighs> in between when it dropped and it was written, people started knowing about Illmatic. And then when it was red and dropped, and Escobar season began, so it was on his biggest wave, though, man. But, but I'm, on his wave of the radio, yeah, he was he was colossal. Biggie was colossal, but I just got to think about it as of yeah, because Nas only had two radio hits the whole '90s. He had uh, "If I Ruled the World" and "Hate Me Now." That and was it. I, and in I, the whole I, and technically, I don't really like either one of them. But, <laughs> but, but my thing, you know, here's the problem. I'm looking at it as a as a me thing and not a global thing. Right. And and I and you know, I'm listening for what I'm listening for because I had damn near checked out once Remix Biggie showed. I'm like, okay, man, all right, all right this is okay. And so. But on the other side, any and this is and this is a big this is a big big thing. Biggie was just Biggie for the most part. Mm-hmm. When Escobar season began, he was hopping on everybody you know that was you know spitting songs. It was like, yeah, this this mob deep is dope. Track three got nice on it. Let's wait. Oh, purple tape's out. Track seven got Nas on it. it. Oh, can't wait. Oh, AZ shit just dropped. Oh, he got Nas on it. Oh, and anytime Nas was on something, it was a fucking event for the for the true spitters for the for the hip hop heads. And Biggie, he had a couple of features, but wasn't nobody checking for Red High Love for Tone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, and all, that Busted Nut with fucking Luke was was the worst song he ever made, in my opinion. Um, yeah, and yeah, the, the, that the one, fucking shit with one. Nina Cherry. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was like, yeah, that one, that's, that one is best. best so, 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 you know, so I'm just saying where I was coming from, where I was coming from is for it was, it was a lot of shit going on back then that 
but for the for when he was alive for his 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 lifespan probably yeah you can't do nothing you can't do nothing with him he was it was a phenomenon he was a phenomenon he was a, a, a lightning in a bottle for them four years and man, so, from 94 and, to 97 and so ridiculous. like i'm saying if it was a four year I, that's why i give him peyton manning people love him his, his years in the Colts, and then he went to the fucking uh broncos and won a championship hey and then he and then he was out but that system that system that he he, he had in Indianapolis was the shit he brought the same system to Denver yeah but I can't put I'm not putting Manning as the greatest quarterback of all time but he's no doubt one of the greatest ever yeah absolutely absolutely but I I can't put him as the dude top five dead or alive probably maybe Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But as the number one, I can't do it. So I'll put it like this. For the career or even the wave that he had, would he be Montana or Brady? I think you're talking about what if he didn't pass or you just think- I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling. <laughs> I have a feeling. And neither one of us know there's no way to fucking know. Right. Had he not passed in my in my brain. He would eventually left Puff, mm-hmm. and he would have did some street shit, or he'd be an actor. Yeah, period. And I totally agree with you. I don't. And- I don't think that. I don't think we would have had uh, the, that many, if at all, any more classic albums after. You might have had one more that we might have been like, okay. I think he would have just. Been, I think he would have been fucking uh, Cube. Really? You don't think he would have dropped at least a good three or four more albums, man? I think he would have been up out of there. You know why I say that? I say that because I saw the Hypnotize video. Mm -hmm. I was like, this motherfucker. Once I saw the Hypnotize video and then I heard Player Hater, I was like, this motherfucker, you about to do some straight comedy shit. You about to do a Friday type. This dude, he's out of here. He's not... Nah. And, and that's another thing that made him so special is that on top of all that stuff I mentioned in the Voltron thing, he had that ability in him to do to be what the Fat Boys was on Disorderly. You know what I'm saying? To be funny and put together a movie. You could see him in a movie and it should be comedy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know well, what I mean? Uh, so it, sh- it was crazy. Shout out to uh, LL and Too Deep and uh, NCIS LA. Um, <laughs> but go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> that was a good segue. Go ahead. Was I, was just, segue. I was just throwing that out there. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, basically, I think, like, I think he would have made more dope albums. I, I don't know if he would have had, like, a, you know, LL career, of course, like, dropping 10 more albums or, or even a Jay-Z. But there wouldn't have been a Jay-Z the way that we know Jay-Z. Oh, he might have still got his money on the on the entrepreneur side on the back end, but he would have never had the impact that he had at Maybe Big Maybe because without, without Big passing and him dick riding him, he wouldn't have got the opportunities to make this money. Exactly. There wouldn't yeah. have been no opportunities for that. It wouldn't have, cause that, cause Big had New York. He was literally the king in New York. I oh, mean, definitely. and even though Nas was, you know, lyrically whatever, Big had, like I said, the the whole package. So as long as he was going, I'll it would have been that. hard. To take that. that. I can't. Take I can't. That. I can't argue. I can't argue that. But yeah. I, I think that. Um. But I think he. he I think he would have left Puff, and then without Puff, he would have had. It would have went back to the streets. And we would have been like, yeah, but the women would have been like, okay, oh, Mace is cute. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> so, 
They say shit for that, man. They, they really just leave a nigga dipping dead. <laughs> right. You know. That's what happens, man. That's what happens, man. So look, so we're not gonna agree on this, but it was a it was a fun debate. Absolutely. Um, again, I listen. I say the guys paid Manning one of the greats, but not the great. You say because of you know he hit it hard and he ran it for while he was alive. Mm-hmm. I, I remember somebody you compared him to a while back when we had this discussion, which. I think he's, you know, goat-wise, he's way higher than this guy, but it's mm. a good, actually, the best comparison. Mm. And that's uh, Kurt Warner. Like, Kurt Warner had, like, a real yeah. short time span, but he was excellent for that short. Like, he was, if you went by a time span of just a four-year, four- to five-year time span, it probably wasn't nobody better than Kurt Warner, like, ever. And then, but it's and, just, and, and then, and then I would have been like the Puff was the Mike Mart's greatest show on turf system. Exactly. Absolutely. The <laughs> system. Was... The system was dope. He had the team around him. It was really similar yeah. to that. Like, yeah. Really similar yeah. to that. Hey, listen, I, so. I, I agree. So, listen, uh, people that's listening, please uh, tweet at us. Let us know what you think. If you really think that, you know, the, 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 the time span and what he did in that time span was enough to consider him the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, let us know. He's more like a, <laughs> it's like um uh Elijah one. Ooh, super nice. Got those hey. got those two joints off. And Olajuwon could easily be the best player ever if you just go pound for pound talent-wise. Right. Like, talent-wise. Right, yeah. but nobody's <laughs> going to say that he is. But he could have been. That's true. That's, that's true. That's, so, that's, 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 and that's where, that's where, that's where we're going to lead this off at. Um, I appreciate the debate. I thank you for coming on the show. Man, it's always good stuff, man. It's like like I was telling you, man. It's it's so dope for us to be able to do this on a on a larger scale what we've been doing for the last uh, a million years of our lives. Oh, you know, yeah. yeah these yeah. conversations that we're having are um, zero new. There's nothing new about At what we said. This is what we would literally sit up and talk about till three, four, five the next day. We would Literally. no sleep and just. <laughs> but and here's the the. the and here's the weird thing I just thought about this. I just thought about it. We never, ever got upset with each other. Nah, never. Not once. I mean, it's, I mean, it's been some debates and not agreeing, but we never was like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, we always got upset with somebody else around each other, oh, but never we gotta, with each other. We got to tell this <laughs> we got, uh, <laughs> What are these shows? Quite a few times. Yeah, yeah, a lot of times, well, actually. Yeah. We got to tell you stories. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow! Right. Well, listen. All right, we, we let's wrap this up. Um, please, one more time, tell them about the the, the show, Bars Beyond, where you at on Twitter, how to get the app, everything. Absolutely, man. Everybody, uh, follow me on all social media at Demarco two seven five D E M A R C O two seven five. Uh, download our app, man. Uh, the radio station, online radio station, Fly ninety three five. We up and coming, doing some crazy numbers now. Download it on your app. Dope music podcast, and check out my show, uh, Bars and Beyond. It comes on that uh, station, Fly ninety three five, every Tuesday at eight p.m. Tune in to it. Um, me and my co-host Courtney Levette, and y'all will be hearing a lot 
for a lot more from me because uh this is my guy right here and we got a lot more a lot more content for y'all i'm sure yes <laughs> you're probably getting sick of us but you're gonna <laughs> learn something you're gonna either learn something or you're gonna be entertained or both because Let- it is nothing but silly shit but hip-hop period hip-hop. straight hip-hop yeah. straight hip-hop so yeah. um in the meantime in between time um we out of here hip-hop Dude!